1: Hope everyone is having a fantastic summer out there. My dear J-Rod Concerts family, hope all is well. Uh, We are about to hit the road ourselves, actually. We are going to be hitting some festivals. So prepare yourself for some really cool uh, interviews and some special episodes in the forthcoming weeks. We'll continue, of course, with our regularly scheduled amazing talent at J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. But we're going to be, for example, at the Newport Folk Festival. Uh, late July, we're going to be at Bonnaroo later in September, we're going to be at uh, Floyd Fest in Virginia next week, so we're going to have special episodes, you know, interviews from the road, so stay tuned for a lot of cool stuff. Now, let's get with today's guest, guys, that we're really excited about. She is a Nashville shining talent. She's created a lot of buzz. Her name is Betty Reed. Last year, she released a song, an alt-pop song called Drunk On You, which has garnered 45,000 Spotify streams and counting. She is uh, very open in her lyrics, uh, refreshingly so, um, to the point that it is a really beautiful listen to her and her music. And we are very excited to also talk about her EP that is coming out in September called Mistakes Made, Lessons Learned. comes out September 3rd. The first single of that EP, called Karma, and it tells the story of an abusive relationship and growing out of it, and growing from that pain. So it's just really heart-stopping, but beautiful lyrics and music from Betty Reed. And uh, we're pleased that she actually performs Karma at the end of our episode, so stay tuned for that, guys. If you want to check out more about Betty Reed, I strongly urge you to uh, visit her website, Betty, with two Ts, R-E-E-D, music.com. You can find out more about her fan club there, her upcoming tour dates, and lots more. Um, you know, she, Billboard, she was charting on Billboard. She's um, she's a really buzzworthy artist, and you guys are really going to love her. So, without further ado, guys, this is Betty Reed on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. you? i doing great. Look at you. Look at that compound. I dig it. Such great vibes coming out of there.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, just set it all up. Made it all pretty good, good background. Yeah.
1: Clean chakras, great vibes. I, I, I feel the whole thing. It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I had fun putting it up.
1: Awesome. So should I call you Betty, right? Not Taylor?
0: Yeah, you can call me Betty.
1: All right, Betty. Awesome. So, you know, this is a great way to spend a Wednesday afternoon for us. We're recording this on a Wednesday, obviously, because I mean, mistakes made Betty. I mean, what an EP we had a chance to preview it. It it comes out on September 3rd, but I have to tell you, man, like we, you know, it's just stunning. It's just absolutely wonderful from the first notes of on my mind to misunderstood. Like, it's like such a journey. Um, It just reminded me of the first time I heard, you know, Fiona Apple and Sarah Bareilles. it's just all the feels in your face. Just a wonderful piece. So congratulations there, Betty.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it is. It's basically a journey um, throughout the whole EP.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And of course, you know, you've released some good songs this year as well. Um, you know, Fall Apart, Never Enough, and My Way. and the but, but, but Happy, I, I keep going back to Happy from the new one because it's one of the best songs we've heard all year, period. It's <laughs> such a good song. I don't even know if you realize how good of a song Happy is. Do you know how good of, you know, it's just great.
0: I, I love that song. I I think it's like one of the best kind of for explaining kind of how I go through my depression and my coping skills for it.
1: Yeah. And so, I was
0: so. like a little iffy about the song at first because it's really just two verses in the chorus. But once we put that instrumentation in it and everything, I think it just came together so well. I'm oh so happy God. with it.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But, uh, you know, we'll get to this in a minute, Betty. But, but let me start with this. And, and the big question is, and be honest, be honest, you, you've been to Berkeley, you've been around music. Can a musician be made, Betty? Like in other words, if, if my neighbor John Smith puts 10,000 hours starting tomorrow and picks up an instrument, can he become a musician or are you born with it?
0: Absolutely. I think if you have the drive and the passion, you can absolutely be a musician or just do something around music. Music is so open and there's so many things that you can do in music, music therapy, uh, film scoring, um, writing music and everything. So just exploring it and really being passionate about it. Absolutely, I think anybody could really, really dive into it.
1: I dig that, because you sometimes hear about people like Paul McCartney that, you know, when they were like babies, they could pick up an instrument, but those are like virtuosos. those are like the exception, I guess, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely people are born with it. I mean, I feel like I was definitely born with my voice and it was given to me and I just, you know, continued to build on it. Um, uh, but I yeah. know like Lizzo said she never even sang, and then she trained herself and look at her now. I mean, she's fantastic.
1: So. I love that. I love that. And actually, let, let, let me grab something you said there. Obviously, your, uh, your great grandparents, they composed music, they performed in New York City in the 20s. Like, you come from a long lineage of musical family, right? Uh, you know, piano teacher, your grandfather was a wedding nightclub band singer, bass player, the whole thing.
0: You did your uh,
1: research. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, it's fair to say that it's in your DNA, Betty. Like, how old were you when you first realized that, like, you know, that you had this inside of your blood?
0: I would say I was around four years old. When I really started kind of being that awkward child, sitting in the corner singing to myself, and um, <laughs> I loved when my grandfather would play and he'd bring me up on stage, and I was just like, "This is this is wonderful. This is where I'm meant to be. I just know it." You
1: just yeah. felt alive. You felt like yourself. Felt
0: that, yeah. As soon as as soon as I would sing when I was younger, I was like, "I'm gonna be a singer." Don't know what that means, but I'm gonna be a singer.
1: That's cool. That's cool. But, you know, it's amazing. You know, like, okay, you, you were a great singer as a baby. You knew it. But the songwriting, you also started so young. You started at 11. Um, tell me a little bit about this song, uh, Invisible, because uh, that was, that's pretty deep stuff for an 11-year-old.
0: Yeah, I, oh, was so long ago. But yeah, that was my first uh, song I ever wrote. I remember coming out of theater camp, actually, and I just, was in such a musical i guess space in my head, and I just started writing it and i was I was pretty proud of it I mean it's <laughs> it's definitely it's a song great. written by an eleven year old but um but I it's, think,
1: but, but it, I think, it comes from a place like like your music like your music is like bright and 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 positive and and there's hope, but it comes from dark places sometimes and invisible is the same right because your parents were not home, they were both full-time parents and you felt like you were by yourself invisible
0: yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt alone as a child. Um, You know, my dad worked very hard, but he was a single dad and my uh, mom was with my stepdad. So it was very back and forth. So I'd feel, yeah, kind of lonely as a kid. And I think writing was definitely one of my biggest coping skills for, and singing, because the singing filled the house. So it wasn't a quiet house when I was singing in it. (laughs) And um, yeah, writing was always just a great way to my feelings out and i'm dyslexic so you read it and you'll be like you have to depict kind of what decode it and what's going right. on but i know what it says <laughs> it's
1: like the matrix i love it
0: yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> exactly my
1: god awesome. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome betty and of course all right let me ask you about newton high because you were like were you like the most popular girl in high school basically because you were like the star
0: god no no uh i was the awkward outsider um I kind of, I hung out with more of the um, troublemaker kids, I guess you could say, but no, we cool. we just had harder time in school and we all related to each other with that, me and, me and my friends that I hung out with. So I wasn't really part of any popular crowds or anything like that. I didn't join any sports group. I didn't even do the theater because there was so much bullying in my school. Uh, I didn't feel safe. I never mm-hmm. really felt that safe in that school. And so i really didn't go a lot (laughs) but i kept my grades up i worked as hard as i could because i knew that or i thought that graduating high school was the only way to continue my journey to get to my career and that could have not been true or it could have been true but i'm so proud of myself of making it through something that was really hard for me and i got to go to berkeley because of it i wouldn't have been able to go to berkeley if i didn't finish call if i didn't finish high school so I'm, I'm ecstatic about it, but no, I was not a popular girl. I was one of the weird ones <laughs> for sure.
1: Cool. Well, it, you know, whatever path you've taken, it served you well. And yeah, you went to Berkeley. And the cool thing about you, Betty, is that you not only went to Berkeley, like, and you did the thing, one of the hardest music schools in the world, but, you know, you had a purpose. Like, I'll give you an example. You had the senior recital, right? And uh, what was it, like strong women who use music to speak out against what is wrong? Like, like you organized this. Um, like music that reflects the challenges women face in the in society and in the music industry. So you always had like a driving force bigger than yourself. Tell me a little bit about this. This It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, my so my senior recital at Berkeley, which was so, so much fun, I got to perform in the CAF, which is like this great big stage. And I called it uh, Talking About a Revolution because Tracy Chapman, Talking About a Revolution was one of the songs that I did. Um, picked for it. And I wanted it to be this, I wanted to pick songs that I felt like resonated with kind of, resonated with um, songs that talk about what's going on and what's happening and having, like you said, having that kind of sadness to it, but it's still this overcoming joy that comes through as well. And I love that type of music. I think it's so powerful. And I really wanted my senior recital to kind of reflect on on just how much, how I wanted to reflect on who I am and who I want to put myself out of through these, through the artists that I chose.
1: Yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And, and it's coming across loud and clear. Like, you know, in a couple, let's talk about a few of your songs, like for example, Karma. I mean, it's a gorgeous song. I mean the lyrics man everyone you know you got your karma you got your karma you know but like or, or or her right like such high energy but at the same time playful but with like a dark underwriting under it yeah um yeah. in both of these songs betty uh is it almost it almost sounds like liberation anthems would that be accurate yes, it almost sounds absolutely. like you're like just celebrating being free
0: absolutely it's it's this whole theme of overcoming Um, And it's throughout this whole EP, but definitely karma. And that's why I really chose it as the first one, because I think it really lays out what this EP is about. And it's about living your best life, knowing your worth and letting mistakes and things that happen be a learning curve and a lesson that you can take with you in the future.
1: Yeah, totally. But you know, that phrase, living your best life, it's used quite a bit, but I think it, it almost has lost because it's used so much like you know, it's so powerful, like the way, like what you've done really is living your best life, like really, um, you know, you've overcome stuff, Betty, and it's one of your most amazing things. What is the secret to turning like life's curveballs into, into light? Cause you've like, you've done a really good job at it, at least expressing it.
0: Um, yeah. So like I, I suffer from depression and anxiety, which can be a dark part in, in my life. And I really try to stay positive and even let those sad days happen. Those are so important to feel the sadness and to let it, even if it takes that whole day, just let it simmer in and let that darkness be, because that's how you find the light. You need that darkness to find the light Mm. and it might not be the best. And it might be, you know, rough when you're in the situation itself, but getting out of it, it makes it feel so much better. It makes that, that happiness that you feel more powerful than it ever felt before because you know what it's like to feel the opposite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like, okay, this is part of life. We're all gonna, we're all gonna face it. Don't try to fight it. Ride the waves kind of thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ride the waves. Cause when you fight it, it just makes it so much harder. And you, I feel like it starts to internalize, like you're not being where you want to be or doing what you want. But that's okay because it will come eventually and you just have to roll with it. And I just try to keep that in my head because I can't I can't just keep the sad thoughts or else it's just gonna bring me down. I need to have those positives. So like I wrote, I'll get by because that's one of my uh, positive coping mechanisms, positive words to reinforce yeah. not saying negative things to myself.
1: Sure, sure. Well, let, let me just, you know, before going any further I wanna reinforce that your album is so, is such a ball of light and you have something really special happening here. Like we can't wait for the world to hear it. It's gonna be, it, there's, it, it's, some, it's special. It just has special themes in it. it. It's like a blessed EP. It really is.
0: Oh, thank you so much. You were, you were so freaking sweet. Oh, no,
1: it, it really is. It really is. Like it's. it's just wonderful. And like, you know, Happy, you know, another great song. You know, what's that lyric when it comes to opening my heart? I wouldn't even know where to start. I truly never know what to say. I don't even know why I am this way. I mean, nothing will stand in my way. You, you come out later. It's so, such a beautiful heart on your sleeve stuff, man. I mean, yeah, like I said, one of the best songs we've heard in a long time. What is the process for writing a song like this, Betty? Because did it just pour out of you or was it like a disciplined Nashville approach, you know, writing session? Because it's, it's special.
0: Um, I write all my songs actually pretty differently. Sometimes I start with my guitar. Sometimes I just have the vocals or sometimes I just have lyrics and I don't have a melody with it for this one I actually um was playing on my guitar playing with some chords and I found the melody line and I was like all right this melody line kind of has this positive to it but also like a little bit of a like a like a haunting melodic feel to it so I was like okay I really like this and I started just kind of writing down the lyrics like right away they'd all just kind of hopped right in there and I was like oh I love this and then I got into the chorus and it just I just kept playing and as soon as I pick out that that melody that I hear while I'm playing I just let words slip out and oh, that's great. capture whatever I I really like and
1: you're like record like, like with your phone like I'm fascinated by the process like when you're like just throwing words out you're recording
0: I try, sometimes I forget. Sometimes I forget to have my recording on. I'm like, oh no, what was that line? It was so good. <laughs> um, but I do try to remember, oh, I'm writing a song right now. i to, have to put my uh, my thing on so that I don't forget anything that I do.
1: Amazing, Betty, amazing. Well, listen, you're being so good with your time and I hear that you may play a song for us, but I wanna ask you a, song, a question too um, about relationships. And, and this is, you know, because it's such a big part of your music and of your themes. Um, you know you've you had you know the end of a hard relationship but but this is a universal theme this is not like a Betty theme. but what what can you share you know because you're like on the other side like and you were very public about it in your music about a toxic relationship uh, something that was holding you back the struggle to let loose of it finally doing it and then flourishing what can you like tell people out there that are going through this thing, whether they're married, whether they're in a long term, whatever, uh, about this whole process and, and, and your experience with it?
0: Yeah. Um, I actually find that it was really hard for me to understand that even though this person, and I'm not going to like say who you're specifically, but even though this person I know loves me and, um, you know, it, it, you kind of have to love each other in like the way that it is. And um, once I realized that It was toxic it was not helping me and every word that was put into my head and my heart was not acceptable but i wouldn't accept that because no this person you know i have to be part of this person's life that's just the way it is and it's not no matter what even if family love friends anything if a person is toxic to you if a person makes you feel horrible about yourself You have to cut them out. You have until they grow. Like you could always be like, I can't be around you until you're ready to not bring me down every second that you have. It's so important to surround yourself with positive people that tell you the truth, of course. You know, oh, that doesn't sound good, but you don't have to say, that sounds stupid. That sounds horrible. You shouldn't do that. There's always just better ways to go about, you know, being critical of someone. And you just have to find the right people to do that, but also have your back and not make you feel like you're not worth anything. So to anyone out there who feels, I have to stick by this person because that's just the way it is, it's not. And you don't. Yeah. You can better yourself by letting that person go because it, it did. I Letting that person go has really helped me flourish. I, I've been doing makeup and like doing things that I wasn't confident enough to do because I was always told no, or that's ugly or whatever, um, or you're doing it wrong and things like that. And then I realized I'm supposed to do it wrong. It's supposed to be bad at first because that's how I learn. That's how I make it. And I don't need to be reprimanded for doing it bad at first. I just you know need that little push and you just need to find those people in your life that are are there for you, and exactly. yeah, that's 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 what I would have to say about that.
1: It's true. I mean, growth is messy, right? Like that's I agree with you.
0: Yeah, and it's it's hard, especially when you really love the person. You know, like unconditional love is 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 kind of hard when when it's there, but it's so important, especially people who are like me that suffer from depression and anxiety. It's so important for us to surround ourselves with light and not darkness
1: exactly and everyone deserves that you know and I think that uh some of my listeners know like you know that you you know no but like yeah I went through a divorce as well and it's like yeah man like sometimes you got to go through that leap of faith that fear but like you say growth is messy whether it's a caterpillar turning into a butterfly they need breaks or whether it's a baby leaving the womb because it's just like tight and then it and then there's growth growth is messy so absolutely But anyway, Betty, you've been so good with your time. And um, is it true you may play a song for us?
0: Yeah, I, I would love to play a song for you.
1: Oh, my God. Amazing. We're so blessed. Look at that.
0: Yeah.
1: You rock, good man. Wrap.
0: So hopefully she's stay tuned. All right. Um, Beautiful so I was either going to play Karma or Misunderstood. Uh, what would you want me to play?
1: What are you feeling? What we are you feeling? Inside yourself? Feel You're feeling karma? karma? Yeah. All right. I, my, I love it.
0: My karma shirt on. I, I wore this for my, my photos and videos. So
1: look it's at you. <laughs> oh, look at you. The coolest girl ever. Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh this is karma. I'll play the first verse in the chorus. Sound good? All right. Let's do it. Yeah. things off. My or bad.
1: We can edit this out if you want it.
0: <laughs> so sorry. This is a... Uh, I love it. It's Michael real life. Just doesn't want... It. There we go. She's better now. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. There she is. it's me said it's me you're never wrong cause you know cause you know i'd hang on i'd hang on every word every word used against me took apart tore apart my dignity my dignity You got your
1: Eddie, you have said it all. What an amazing artist. What an amazing EP you have. What an amazing soul. So just uh, congratulations on just building what you're building there because it's unique.
0: Thank you so much. It has been so wonderful talking to you. I, Absolutely. I just had the most wonderful, what is it, 20 minutes of my life right now?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, rock. Right. Well, listen, love it. Like when you start playing, you know, we live in Nashville. We're recording from the Gulch and yeah, we'll definitely catch you and and when, you, and when the EP comes out, like, you know, come back. Maybe we can even do an in-person show.
0: Oh, I would love that. Awesome. I would love that so much.
1: Wonderful. Keep rocking.
0: Thank you so much. You have All a right. good one. Thank you. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.